0: welcome to another episode of more than beauty with daniel wayson jones first of all let me start off by wishing you a happy 2021 my goodness we learned we grew we were challenged and pushed every direction in 2020 and i am so thankful for all of the lessons that we had and i'm ready to roll over into a new year today i am lucky enough to bring in a special special guest this guy has been like my ride or die for the past little bit. We would reach back and forth, he and his wife, the communication, the relationship. And if you're looking for somebody to fall in love with in 2021, I got your guy. Welcome to the episode uh, today here, Evan. How are you?
1: Yes, well, first off, that introduction was amazing. So thank you for that. Um, Very flattering. And I was just thinking about this as you were doing the intro, I first met you on a podcast.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: That is crazy. I think it was like three years ago. I didn't even know who you were. My wife did at the time. And so it's kind of come full circle. Here we are.
0: (laughs) The power of social media, no matter how you look at it, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, podcast, uh, we're doing this thing. But one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, I was lucky enough to have you coach my team today. And that's something I feel incredibly grateful about. I know you're back for day two tomorrow. Um... I always say a great leader should have a great coach and having people like you to help lead the way is certainly powerful. Um, some of the things that you talked about today were absolutely incredible. You talked about communication, obviously impeccable leadership, servant's heart growth. Um, let's just dig in and talk about where people are struggling. Where do you find that most people that you coach are struggling in their businesses?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is I see that, you know, I go into small businesses and they're just overwhelmed. And their communication is one of the top things. And so when you have teams and you have people that you're leading, the first thing really I want to find out is how are you caring for them? What's your if you're Are you doing one-on-ones with mm-hmm. professional development meetings with your staff? And if there's ever a culture where it's shifted more than they want it to be, I can usually go back to communication and those one-on-one meetings. So yeah. that's the first thing I'm like, let's get that set back up.
0: Mm-hmm. That's powerful. You know, and there's so many people, you know, I'm writing a leadership course right now. Funny that you're talking about this. And one of the topics I'm going to be talking about is the reluctant leader. You know, the reluctant leader is the one that maybe they isolate themselves. You have a really bad day in the in the business that you're in and an employee quits. Or, you know, one of the many things that could happen in the business, water pipe bursts. There's there's always something that we, we're dealing with. You want to go hide and lock yourself in the office. But you can't be that reluctant leader. Or maybe you know that you need to have a conversation with someone uh, to help get them into a bigger role in their life, but you're reluctant to do that. So I think that's powerful for someone like you to come in and really help push, push the people, the, the employers, the teammates, whatever that looks like. Um, let's talk about servant heart leadership. What does that look like to you?
1: Oh, man, so I had such a different definition of leadership 10 years ago than I do now. Um, funny story my uh, I got two kids and my daughter's almost six and my son's almost four my son has this he's a picky eater and so anyway long story short I was like I told our my daughter I was like hey tell Caden which is my son I was like you're in charge of making sure that he eats all this food so I turned the corner I walk away and she's like Caden eat your food (laughs) eat it now and so she comes later and she's like dad you put me in charge and he's not doing it. And I said, well, babe, let's talk about leadership. <laughs> and she's uh, six years old. And so um, I sat down, I was like, babe, what you need to do is not tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. It's ask him, how you, can you help? What can you do in this situation to get him to eat his food? And you need to serve. And so I'm teaching her that at a young age is that leadership is just serving people. Yes. So in the past where I've had leaders or what you would say, bosses that would tell basically say, Hey, can you do XYZ? I would do X Y and Z because I was a good employee. Right. But when I worked for a leader that actually cared for me and served for me and like knew my wife's name, my kids' name and like serve you know I have a mentor of mine to this day he still wishes me a happy anniversary wow yes my birthday I mean like he he's got those things on his calendar I know that because I worked with him but just serving it just comes down to caring and knowing that person that's difference between leadership and management as we know this management is leading everyone the same leadership is leading everyone differently and serving each one differently and it is tough <laughs> we it both is. know that
0: that's so powerful that you say that because you know everybody is different everybody has different needs and mindsets um and things that motivate us i'm money motivated you know and i also i'm just naturally those people that's motivated i wake up in the morning ready to tackle the day um it's not a title thing for me i actually am annoyed by titles most of the time mm-hmm. but it comes down to exactly what you're saying and leading is not an easy job I think a lot of that, even if you're leading a customer through an experience or a guest through an experience, it comes down to connection. What do you think is the most fundamental thing about connection with, let's start with a teammate first. What about that connection?
1: The connections, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, We had a hire in our company. She was 17 Wow. and uh, she was working the front desk and I told my wife, I was like, "I, I can't, I can't get her to open up everything I, I ask her. She's just like, yes or no questions. She's like, well, Evan, you're like twice her age. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> shots fired, shots fired. But I found out what I had to find common ground. Mm-hmm. So she was a cheerleader. And so I talked about the football team and she lit up. I had that connection with her. So you have to find common ground. But yes. to, to, to connect with people, it's, I feel like the, the, the younger generation, the Gen Z, they can see through all the fluff.
0: Yes, which is amazing.
1: And they're like, all right, are you about my performance or do you really care about my family? Mm-hmm. And so our um, vision for our staff and our own company is for you to win at home before you win at work. Now, wow. Yeah, which is beautiful if you write it up on the wall, mm-hmm. but you got to live it out. And so we do evals in our company of like, do you feel like our company really believes and wants you to win at home before you win at work? And sometimes we don't get all tens on those. And right. I'm like, we've got work to do. So if you win it, like if they make six figures in our company, but yet their marriage falls apart or their relationship with their kids fall, that is not a win. What
0: was it worth? Exactly. Exactly.
1: So um, you got to, you got to have that to create that connection is you got to serve.
0: I love that. I love, and that's one of the things that I admire about you so much is following you on social media, which, by the way, guys, I'll make sure to link all of Evan's social media handles below. Um, if you follow you, I love something that you say about your wife, Erin, which I love Erin. She's, She's incredible. Awesome. <laughs> um, you're, what is the saying that you say? You wake up each day to, to out-serve each other, right?
1: Yeah, she might roll her eyes. But no, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we've been married for 11 years and we're starting to... <laughs> It's kind of mind blowing that people are coming to us about, hey, we're getting married. What are some, what's some advice? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh gosh, we hit that in our life. But I tell them, hey, wake up every morning and try to out serve your spouse.
0: Yeah,
1: it's such a recipe for success. Same thing with your your coworkers, your team. Mm. Just go in and try to out serve them. And a lot of people are listening right now. They're like, oh yeah, well that's going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> well great. Like keep doing it. Keep doing. Keep serving. Serving is is everything to getting equity, to leadership, to pulling the potential out of people. Mm. Um, it's the, the foundation of it all.
0: I think that's incredibly said, you know, being able to pull the potential out of other people. When you set that benchmark of serving people and showing up to serve them every day, um, something will eventually happen. It may take time, but something will eventually happen where those people want to step up and serve just the same. This is so important. Um, you know, that we, it's part of our calling in life. responsibility to give back daily so i love that you shared that when we talk about growth in a company so many companies are looking for growth and they're looking for growth in the wrong places they're thinking like bottom line bottom line bottom line but when you you have to focus on the meat of the business what is that number one it's going to be your employees because or the teammates if you build them stronger they're going to serve better Um, and that's going to trickle down into the customer the guest, the client whatever you're working Um, that's going to be a trickle down effect, which is ultimately going to be bottom line. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is one of your biggest wins or learns that you took in 2020 that you're going to bring into 2021?
1: It's a great question. I'm going to give you an analogy. Um, I'm going to paint a picture for you. So think of a a, a small table and you've got a jar full of Skittles. If I start dumping those Skittles on that table, Mm -hmm. they're going to eventually fall off, Right. So the the way for them not to fall off the table is to get a bigger table. So if we had a bigger table and we started dumping Skittles, then they'll stay on the table. Well, the table is leadership. It's leaders. So Mm -hmm. one thing that we knew in our company is that if we're going to grow, we're going to need leaders. And so I started a leadership development program within our company because if we're going to have team leaders, you know, I I can lead about – seven people max really Um, and so everyone you can't lead 30 to 40 people so if we're going to grow our companies we've got to develop leaders in our company and 2020 was such a it was such a hard year and we had growth in 2020 from 2019 which is a complete blessing That's nothing that makes me awesome or my wife awesome it was literally our staff and our guests that made that win but it was a great time to care for people. Mm-hmm. It's a great time during quarantine to, to reach out and be like, if they say to win at home before when at work, they believe that they're going to reach out during quarantine. That's right. And so um, it's it, it really 2020 really unified us. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of momentum through 2020. And so we're carrying that into 2021. And I mean, we've doubled the size of our company and uh, from two years ago, which is, it's mind brilliant. blowing. Yeah. It, 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 brilliant with a no little surprise. No yeah. surprise. Well, either. the thing about it is like it is tough. Yeah. Our onboarding, what it is now compared to two years ago, is night and day. And we hired four people in August of last wow. year. And I'm telling you, it whooped me. Like <laughs> it did. It's a lot to train people, right? <laughs> yes, it is a lot. And so uh we got better. We got better processes and better onboarding. So everybody knows the vision and the why and we're, you know, we're all on the bus. This is where we're going.
0: I love that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back just a little bit. You were talking about developing people inside, inside your company or inside of any company. There are people listening right now that they're afraid to develop other people, or maybe they don't have the vision. They know who might be a great leader inside their company or organization, but they don't know how to go about that. And You know, if you are, for example, when you're looking for someone to develop inside your company, you know, there's a lot of people that have innate abilities to lead. It's just inside them. What is, what is like one big characteristic that you're looking for when, when you're bringing in a leader or growing a leader?
1: Yeah, I I think it's when the first thing I'm looking for is when they speak, people listen. Mm. That's usually, now sometimes the person that speaks and people are listening is not the person you really Right. But that's the person I want at the table. Yes. And so I want to, I want to, you know, pull the potential out of them that they can be a great leader. I know from my own experience, uh, my mentor who really taught me everything about leadership. um, He sat me down one day and he said, "Evan, you, you, you can be a great leader. You just need confidence. And if you, if you're willing, I want to help you do that." And I sat there and in my head, I was like, I don't even know what leadership is. I don't know <laughs> if it's a verb, is it a character trait? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. What do I need to do? And he would hand me a book. He would send me to conferences. He would hand off these tasks to see how I, how I did it. And so he, he developed a lot. But if there's someone in your company that you see the potential, i say, first off, you need to sit down and tell them. Mm-hmm. I remember that moment. like I can remember it right now of when he said that to me. And anytime I see that in our company, I sit down, I'm like, Hey, you might not, you might not understand this, but you have the potential to be a great leader in this company. Yeah. And if you're willing, I would love to coach you and walk through that with you. And most of the time they're like, huh?
0: Exactly. (laughs) You know, so many people have never had anybody look down and believe in them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that are incredible leaders or maybe they're a legacy waiting to be discovered. But no one's ever given them the the value of belief. I think that's so beautiful what you do and what you've cultivated. Um, you know, in leadership, again, it's something that I'm digging really hard into this year and, and trying to help people uncover that inside of our company. There's people that we want to put in different positions and roles because we can't do everything, nope. you know, and it's impossible. Or if you are trying to do it, you're going to drop a lot of balls. Like and
1: and people can do it better than you.
0: That's, That's, the the
1: har- That's the hardest thing to learn. But once you learn it, like we have someone in our company that is over the whole associate program. Yep. And my wife used to do it. And I love my wife, and she's great. But this person is killing it in mm-hmm. our company. And so we're like, what else do we need to let go exactly. of? Like who else, you know, is ready to step up and lead
0: better than we can. Nurture your strengths. And and that's the thing is knowing what you're really great at. And And that table may turn at some point in time, but I think that's really beautiful. And having the humility, going back to being a servant leader, having enough humility inside of you to say, Hey, you know what? This person can do it better than me. They're better qualified than me. They see the vision. They see the core value of our company and given them that role. I think that's amazing. So there are so many people listening to this podcast right now, probably working out or whatever they're doing, and they're just looking for some sort of advice on connection and communication. You're somebody that I feel is just a genius when it comes to culture, communication, connection. Um, your culture is so strong in your company. Uh, I know our companies work together quite often. And seeing the culture, when I see someone that works in the organization. I know they're part of the organization. What does that mean to you?
1: Man, that's a really great question. I think it it comes down to culture. I think you got to find out as a company who you are, who you're looking for. And I mean, in our company, we're looking for humble, hungry, hardworking, nice, Mm. coachable people. So notice I didn't say anything about doing hair or color. I never ask any of that during interviews. Uh, We have a very extensive interview process. It's seven um, steps that we do. And so we're very particular of who we hire and even our onboarding, like they need to know the culture that they're about to go into. And we've got a phenomenal, phenomenal team that, you know, takes them under their wings. And so you know, it's, it's part of the brand. It's part of the culture. I mean, we have all the time people are like, you guys are like so nice here. I'm like, yeah, because why would you hire not nice
0: people? <laughs> Can you imagine? And I feel like, you know, with last year being what it was, there was a lot of people that lost employees due to mm-hmm. the virus and people making some big, bold moves in their lives. Um, and then we reached out for PPP loans. And so you lost people and you had part of that requirement was that you had to have the same amount of bodies back in your company in order to take advantage of that, and not be penalized, and I think a lot of people just hired warm bodies. And you and I, that's not how we operate business. But I love what you've you've set up here, and I feel like we're going to have to bring in a part two of this podcast because there's so much to cover, and you're so brilliant. Um, but having that culture digging into it, you know what you're hiring. So, would you rather have an empty space in your in your salon or empty chair in your salon um, for a year? Or would you just hire anybody to come in? I know the answer to that question, yeah. but
1: I would rather have no one than the wrong one. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Because it's
1: gonna, it's gonna a cost you financially. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you emotionally, yep. <laughs> spiritually. Yes. Um. And I, I heard this, and I'll make this really quick. That I actually heard Peter Mahoney from uh, Summit talk about this. He he said that sometimes you have a culture over here that's vibing and doing really, really great. Mm-hmm. Then you might have one or two people over here and you're working with them, you're focusing on your attention, sometimes, very rarely, sometimes you have to let one of them go to protect the culture that's doing great. And so I, when he said that, I was like, you know.
0: Mind blown. Yes, exactly. It's true. You know, there was, uh, there's been two times, ironically, in our 15 plus years of business that we've had to let two people go at the same time. And, uh, or actually, sorry, let me rewind. The first time we let two people go, and the second time the other two people left voluntarily. And it was producers that produced pretty heavily inside of our company. And they were not bad people, we were not bad people. It was just our cultures had outgrown each other. And when you have those conversations or those happenings, it can take you back as a business owner. And let's be honest, we all have ego at some in some capacity. So it hurts your ego. It bruises you for just a minute. But what you find out is your company actually thrives and moves forward in such a big way after that's released. It's almost like an energy block. So uh, I love that you said that. Um, so we're going to wrap up this podcast because I definitely want to come back to do a part two with you if that's something you're, that you're cool with. Um, I know there's so much to cover and so much to talk about. And I feel like, Going into 2021, so many people have so many goals that are big, and my podcast is, it serves a lot of people. So um, I wanna bring that in. What is one closing thought until we can get to the next podcast? What is one closing thought that you would give to a business owner right now that's really struggling, trying to figure out, should I stay in the game?
1: I think you gotta find your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? My why is I want to develop people and pull the potential out of them. And so I think that's thinking about what's your why. If your why, you know, every business has to do with people. So people matter. And uh, one thing that I've got that I'm going to do this year is in our one-on-ones, I've already prepped our team. I'm going to ask, what's it like being on the other side of me? And tell me something I don't want to hear and it's going to hurt and it you got is. you got to be ready don't be don't be asking that question if, <laughs> if you're not, you're not ready, ready to sit there and when they're done say thank you
0: and i tell you we did this a couple of years ago in our company and it was it was a hard pill to swallow but the feedback was exactly what we needed to really move forward in our leadership because there's things about us that we may not realize you know we may be putting off a certain Um, energy throughout the day and it may be totally misread you know Jody is quiet and when he gets in in focus mode he doesn't talk a lot and he's just kind of dialed into whatever it is that may come across to someone as being cold or aloof and so that was something that was brought up on his and he was like I am not uh, definitely not that but thank you Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And that's something I saw him change immediately. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just part of the process of growth. You know, it's easy for us to give those professional development meetings, but we also need them in order to grow. And I think, you know, uh, in the course that I'm running right now, one of the things that I recorded was if we are too immature to be led by someone else, then we'll never earn the right. To lead anyone else, oh, so you know it's about having your your mind, heart, and spirit right when you're going into leadership and growth, and even being in the team. Um, you know, I work for two companies. You work for your you work for your company, but you also work for another coaching company, and so we are held accountable to standards. And people like you and I, I know, and so many people listening, we all want to be led bigger and better. So having a servant's heart is a huge part of that. Yes. Evan, you are amazing. I'm very much looking forward to part two of this recording. And uh, to all of you that are listening, thank you so much. I'll leave Evan's contact below. He's an incredible human and uh, just part of this big journey here. If you enjoyed the podcast, as always, please make sure to share it with your friends. Uh, Screenshot this, share it on your social media. And until next time, take care and stay healthy.